0: Hikakomori, a condition derived from Japan, which describes a person, typically adolescent males, although this can happen to working adults, male or female, in which they deprive themselves willingly of all social contact and usually sub themselves inside their rooms for a period of at least 6 months, although time isn't the most important factor here. This may sound familiar to everyone, as those whose countries have been severely affected by the lockdown during Covid-19. May have a glimpse into the life of a hikikomori but the cause for his behavior is much more darker in reality, as factors such as familiar issues, a traumatic event, and the like are most likely to trigger for the condition. In any case, if you guys couldn't tell, the main topic of our discussion today is social isolation, especially targeting you guys as those attending uni or college. This is your host, gentlemen where I and my team try our best to tackle stigmatized topics and shun issues, so those of you suffering or wanting for your voices to be heard, have someone to relate and talk to. This is January Sun, in which your light like will always reach you, no matter your position or state. Before we get into the meat of the topic, I want to make one thing clear. There is a distinct difference between being alone and being lonely. Being alone means that whether there's only you, yourself, and the I anyone else in which you decided to be in such a state voluntarily. Being lonely on that hand means that you are socially disconnected from others, despite there potentially being someone in very near proximity. Therefore those suffering from social isolation may be described as being not alone, but they themselves may feel lonely, despite seemingly being able to have a conversation with someone else or converse with others. Social isolation is described as the lack of functioning or average number of social connections or networks when compared to the average layman, typically much lower. They have a few but it would be at the lowest or the, even the lower end of the spectrum by most accounts. To make things easier and more organised, we decided to split this podcast into segments with questions in our main branches. So for those of you who, who feel to miss the live session or want to have a re-listen, you can just click on whichever segment you're interested in. So, without further ado, let's proceed with the first question. So, question number one you Have you ever experienced feelings of social isolation during your time at university? If so, can you describe those experiences and what contributed to them? Well, for me, yes. Most indeed, I have suffered from this. I'm sure most of you have faced this issue before. You want to get along with your peers so you decide to join in on the conversation. Yet, what they're talking about sounds completely alien and foreign to you. You're not only disinterested. But you have no constructive criticism or even anything to comment on. The most you can do is just sit there nodding your empty head, hoping either the conversation sips or ends up to what it feels like years. And it's not only a matter of topics. Those of us who went exclusively to English-speaking schools, meaning that we probably can't understand or speak even a lick of Chinese, and people constantly speaking in Chinese, the video your peers or lecturers can only, can only stare at the unfounded, waiting for the moment to tell them I'm sorry, I can speak Chinese which at this point, should become all-matter or, or something Maybe this is a personal problem for me but for those international students this is a larger issue especially if you can speak any common language or even if you could have people constantly talking behind your back depending on your outwardly appearance or behaviour and needing re- to reiterate that you can indeed speak and understand the language and that it must be extremely tiresome for you to constantly rectify yourself these two issues may have been one, I have one origin point, that being a lack of interest in getting to know others as was the motivation, but considering they belong to part of the spectrum, may come to as no surprise to some of you. Moving on to the second question, what are some common factors or circumstances that can lead to social isolation among university students? So the first thing that comes to mind is financial troubles and judgement. For me, when I was younger and more self-conscious, I was constantly worrying about my appearance and how others thought of me. I would almost steady like some sort of sick habit, go into the bathroom, try to tidy up my unkempt hair as I could to the best of my abilities, like some narcissist with OCD, getting frustrated until accepting it as it is, only to repeat this cycle another day. My clothes were all brand clothes, Don't only my brand. Can you guess it? Which definitely made me stand out, though maybe not in a good way, mind you. As the car I drove was a cancio, just the opposite of what someone dressed like me should be driving, This least according to myself. So whenever my classes ended, I went straight to my car, like a soon-to-be father, receiving news of his wife going to labour and full-throwing it off campus. terminal. I'll be Bach style. Suffice to say, I lack like social skills. Or perhaps, even perhaps the initiative, or want, or drive, or whatever you want to call it, something was missing, and I didn't try to fix it. I just went along like a helpless other, trapped in a storm, going wherever the tide wanted to go. Thankfully, I was never bullied or purposefully ostracised by others. Although in my case it was so by choice. I absolutely cannot imagine being the shoes of someone who's undergoing something as horrific as that. Being forcibly be cut off, not wanting others to get tangled up in your mess. Which you didn't even start or wanted to start it in the first place. Having no one you can talk to about it. So it makes me glad that I saw this whole podcast. So those suffering from that know that they are not alone and that there are people out there willing to help you when you see that there's no escape from this horrific abyss. There's always the sun trying its best to reach out to you no matter what. Now let's move on to the next question. So how has the COVID-19 pandemic impacted social isolation among university students, particularly with the shift to remote learning and limited social interactions on campus? Personally, it's a no for me. For most courses, online collaboration can more or less be the almost the perfect substitute for physical meetings, although I understand scheduling can also be a bit annoying as in real life, like for example they're not busy tonight, or today, or this week, you <laughs> get tired someone, understand. Certain subjects however are definitely heavily impacted, such as public speaking for obvious reasons. My friend the other day mentioned that he struggled with one particular subject or course, Involving the other b series such as Photoshop and InDesign. My friend mentioned that he struggled with Like no matter how hard he tried, he couldn't understand most of what the lecturer was saying and that they were so frustrated, repeating themselves to him over and over again. So it's safe to say, some courses are much easier and potentially more enjoyable face to face. Right. Halfway there guys. Hopefully I attention. Alright, fourth question. Are there any specific demographic groups, for example international students, 1st students, that may be more vulnerable to social isolation and why? Definitely international students. The whole language barrier, again, as well as needing to adapt to an entirely new cultural and social environment in which certain behaviours that were commonplace, where you came from might be taboo in your new country, and vice versa. Such as slang meaning different things, such as "fanny," which in America refers to the waste foreigners seem to adore. Meanwhile, in the Queenslands, it completely made something different and highly inappropriate to the amusement of any locals, unfortunate enough to overhear an American proudly exclaiming the word. So those belonging to the LGBT community or display weird traits that are not commonly accepted, for example, an effeminate male, a cross-dressing male, goths, are at risk of being made fun of and treated as pariahs as well. Humanity has an unfortunate social behaviour or habit, which has evidently become obvious throughout history that those who do not conform to traditional standards set beside society must be treated differently, and usually menacingly by those who do not, who do conform to it, whether it be willingly or begr- begrudgingly. Those with anxiety issues or lacks or lack that of oh, suffering from some sort of mental disorder, such as autism, O C D, also are at risk as a behaviour which strays from the norm might be a cause for bigots and like to book fun off, and to showcase their willingness to conform and wrap their morality and understanding of basic human rights and ethics in attempt to self-validate their perfect and normal existence. Fifth question What role does technology and social media play in either exacerbating or alleviating feelings of social isolation among university students? So less conversations are being held. Everyone's on your phone nowadays, mostly. They're in and night out, even on dates or hanging out with friends. For some, it's circumstantial. Those who are deprived and constantly seeking new connections but don't have the time and energy, can easily pull new bo- bonds online with a wide array of people, as well as easily talking topics of interest. With sites such as Charterbait, Facebook or Discord, where you can just type in the topic you're interested in and voila, you have people who you can discuss with. On the other hand, those who have limited social interactions, such as introverts, can easily substitute online conversations for IRL ones, meaning that they have even less convos offline, as they feel their social needs are satiated, like some bar in a household, simulator game, (coughs) sims. (coughs) Social media also plays a huge part in dictating whether someone seeks out new relationships, or refrains from doing so. It's mainly the way so- social media encourages people, whether purposefully or not, to compare one another. As a direct consequence, people constantly witness the best sides of anyone they watch, whether it be their classmates, their relatives, even complete strangers, might cause them to evaluate like their current situation, whether it be financial, career-wise, or familiar, and und- undoubtedly lower their self-esteem twofold, threefold, tenfold, whatever, leaving them so exhausted as they feel inferior towards everyone. Not understanding that these seemingly perfect photos and videos are only momentary glimpses of the peaks of people's lives, enhanced with filters and the likes. But they too also have troubles that they are facing, just like anyone else. They just choose not to show it. Fine. Question number six. What are some strategies or resources universities can provide to help students combat social isolation and foster a sense of belonging? But well, first off, universities should allow more freedom in integration of clubs. People tend to gather where their interests lie. Therefore, by providing a safe space where members can openly discuss their interests but fear persecution we help alleviate those suffering from social isolation. Counseling services also greatly help those with social issues as well as mediate between arguments that may leave one isolated from their friends or peer groups and might potentially cause them to suffer from social isolation as well. Right, seventh question. How does social isolation affect the mental health and overall well-being of university students? And are there any long-term consequences? It causes them to be paranoid in my opinion, never hang any trust and open your heart to, becoming withdrawn and less approachable compared to before. The side effect is that it increases the risk of individuals developing mental illnesses such as depression, anxiety issues and even raising thoughts of suicide. This might affect or hinder their everyday life from social interactions with even their academic performance, for example their group work, and become less motivated or even afraid of communicating properly with their teammates. This directly translates to the future professional life, as university is the perfect place for students to develop their social and team building skills that are absolutely crucial or vital for most conventional jobs in which a college student might pursue a career in, such as a journalist, engineer, businessman etc. Almost there, guys. The pen on the ultimate question. How can universities strike a balance between academic demands and creating a supportive social environment for their students? So, first off, by having an open forum with students or creating a suggestion box for students wishing to stay anonymous, this allows for two way communication to be established, which is vital in ensuring that the students suffering from social isolation feel as though they are being heard and not just acknowledged. They might feel that finally, Someone's willing to listen to them, except just nodding at empty heads and saying false or shallow comments. Inviting guest lecturers, such as psychologists or past victims of social isolation, for a seminar is also another solution. People tend to trust experts or past victims when it comes to situations such as this. There are dozens of studies, and inviting someone experienced with either the studies and science of it or Someone who's actually experienced that situation will most certainly provide a boost of confidence and an outlet for those wishing to cure themselves of this or fake disease. Finally, what advice or coping strategies would you offer to university students who may be experiencing social isolation? Reach out to someone. Take the first step. If you never extend a hand, no one will know what situation you are in or what kind of help you need. I know this may sound like it's easier said than done, but you can start small, like with family. And slowly, as you become braver, reach out to your classmates or lecturers, if you are really deprived of social interactions and are desperate. Online forums such as Reddit where you can either find similar groups with the same interests as, as you, or safe place where you can vent out your emotions, or ask for someone to listen to and provide support might be a good alternative if you're still not ready for in-person social interactions. And if you're still uncomfortable with that premise, a diary might be also useful as it might help you have an outlet for your emotions. So, to wrap things up, remember, no matter how excruciating the winter is, dawn will always come in the form of the morning sun, Wiping away all your troubles. This is your host Chen shun and thank you for listening to the January Sun.